Hello and welcome to the first in the ten podcast, the first one of twenty nineteen. Uh, I'm your host Ross, and with me is Dave. Oh, hey, you're right. Yeah. Happy New Year. Thanks, mate, and you too. How was your uh, your holiday season? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, you know, cut Christmas dinner this year, so that was stressful. But, <laughs> you know, we, we got through it. <laughs> no, I'm a bit, Not too much drama. I've had a bit of experience doing that now, so I was I was quite calm actually. Everything went to plan. Nothing was uh, late or undercooked or anything. So I was quite happy with that. Well, it was, all, it was all alright, but you know, just run out, run out of space basically. Just oh, cook, yeah. find a side to cook everything was the issue more than uh, more than actually cooking it itself. But, yeah, we got three shelves know. in oven and trying to fit everything in is like a piece of yeah. uh, real life Tetris. It's a nightmare. Yeah, but it was all done. Got there, successful. Good stuff. Right, let's let's go then. We've we've still got a podcast, but some guys haven't got any jobs anymore, have they? No. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was it was weird because. Everyone that you thought might get fired seemed to get fired, pretty much. There wasn't yeah. many that uh, seemed to survive. It never normally happens. So we'll go through them. Um, I think we're going to rank them in order of um, most appealing to least appealing as well. But um, obviously, starting with Hugh Jackson, he was fired a few weeks back now. Um, so you got the Browns job there. Steve Wilkes was fired from the Cardinals. He's one and done. Mike McCarthy, fired during the season for the Packers. Uh, Marvin Lewis has finally left the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, bef- not before giving Hugh Jackson his uh, signal of approval before leaving the building. Um, Dirk Cotter is out in Tampa Bay. Vance Joseph, uh, two years and he's done in Denver. Adam Gase, uh, he has uh, finished in Miami. And Todd Bowles has gone from New York Jets. Which of those jobs, Dave, if you were uh, an up-and-coming head coach uh, candidate would be the most appealing to you to me i think there's two that are clearly above the others yeah and it just sort of depends which one you want because i think i think cleveland you've got a young quarterback there mm-hmm. i mean it all comes down to how much you believe in baker mayfield really yeah and he should if you believe yeah if you believe in him then that cleveland job's got to be appealing there's a lot of young talent yeah and as, as what the thing i think that gives it a big boost as well is that if you're the man to turn around Cleveland and win, say, win them a Super Bowl, yeah. then you're you're a legend, aren't you? But say the other job is Green Bay and working with Aaron Rodgers. But if you win a Super Bowl there, it's just another Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? I don't <laughs> think you're going to be remembered as a head coach. But I think in Cleveland, sort of from a legacy standpoint, yeah. if you can do it in Cleveland, then I think that's the one. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, the two different paths you can follow there. Um... <laughs> Least appealing to me, it's got to be the Cardinals, isn't it? I think the one thing you've got with the Cardinals is you've got a young quarterback and yeah. you've got the first overall pick. Yes, that is a huge kind of incentive, I think. But then, it, it, obviously, I'm not a draft expert, but yeah, it's the weaker drafts in previous uh, recent years. Yeah, it's it's a hard one because, like to me, Miami looks. It looks pretty hopeless because <laughs> well, you haven't got a quarterback, no. really. Like it seems like Tannehill's on his way out. Maybe you stick with Tannehill, but mm. I mean, have you got a quarterback if you've got Ryan Tannehill? I don't like. <laughs> I don't know to be honest because oh, I think he's there's something there, but yeah, I don't. It's, I don't really see Tannehill ever win the Super Bowl. And then Miami's a team devoid of stars, isn't it? There are no star yeah. players in that team at all. There's not a lot you can look at and go, oh, great. Like at least in Arizona, you've got Rosen, who mm-hmm. I think is a good quarterback, and then you've got David Johnson, and yeah. you've got like Christian Kirk, and then like, the the defense in Arizona is good. There's some good players there, but yeah, yeah Miami. I look at my, yeah, I look at Miami and think, oh god, that is that's going to be a tough job. That looks <laughs> like the sort of job where the next coach is 
one and done or gets a couple of years and then he's done because I don't really know how someone can turn that around quickly. No, they're, they're the most 8-8 eight and eight team in the league. They, they finished 7-9 this year, but 23-25 and 25 over the past three seasons for Gase. And like, yeah, there's, there's no stars. There's no quarterback. That's the problem. The, the Jets would be appealing. You've got Sam Darnold, and he's shown some things late in this season that he could be the real deal. Uh, they've got no offence, though. So you've got Darnold and Jamal Adams, and then you've got to f- create an entire team around those two guys, I think. Yeah. I, I think that... The Jets job is is going to be one that appeals to people. One, the New York factor. I think that's yeah. going to play in. And then they've got a lot of space to work with. And then, like, personally, I would pick Darnold over the other rookies. If, if you had yeah. to ask me who I'm going forward with, I'd pick Darnold. And I think that matters to a lot of coaches, doesn't it? If someone's going to sort Definitely, of yeah. put their reputation on the line, they're going to want the quarterback they choose. So if someone prefers Darnold, then all of a sudden that job... I know Cleveland's got a lot of other stuff going for it, but that job does look appealing. It's just... I think it all comes down to how you rate the quarterbacks for a lot of these teams, which is, I know, sort of pretty obvious. But even if they haven't got other pieces, I think if you've got the quarterback there, you can turn things around quickly, can't you? We've seen it before. but Yeah, definitely. <sighs> Especially with the Jets, you could be coming in there at the perfect time with the Patriots faltering slightly in, from the, the Patriots' way. The things aren't quite as happy as they were previously and issues with Gronk and the, the rest of the offence, really. You could be the guy that makes the Jets the dominant force in a couple of years in that division. And then, then you're, like you said, with uh, with Cleveland, you're going to be a hero in New York. Yeah. If you I, overthrow I think the Patriots. Definitely. And I think I think you'd maybe get a little bit more patience in New York, Some like yeah. which seems so weird to say. But, but I don't think the expectations next year would be quite as high as they are in Cleveland. I think I think their fans right now have sort of sort of talk themselves into the fact that they would be a Super Bowl contender if they didn't have Hugh Jackson for five, six weeks <laughs> almost. And I think going into next season with another year of development for like the young players and yeah. probably adding a few players in free agency, I think going into next year is going to be, I think they're going to be one of them teams, you know, like the 49ers were this year where yes. a lot of people will be talking them up. And I, I don't know if I'm a head coach, especially a young head coach, whether I'm wanting that pressure. But Yeah, that they would be one more along the lines for Mike McCarthy, I think. He would be a yeah. kind of ideal candidate. He's not a, the offensive mind he was. His offence got a bit stagnant in Green Bay, but he could get some stuff out of that Jets team. Yeah, and I think some people have always written him off as a bad coach, and I think it's a bit unfair, really. I don't think he's incredible, but I think there was other issues in um, Green Bay other than his coaching. I think, yeah. I think I think the relationship with Rodgers just becomes stale, didn't it? And I think that was a that was a big problem there, as much as anything. The fact that that didn't work out really. No, he could be rejuvenated by working with a young quarterback who's willing to listen to his ideas rather than a guy that thinks he's the best in the game. It's... And I, I think I think if you're hiring him as well, you're almost hiring like a safe pair of hands. I think you know definitely. Yeah, he's got that experience. Where some of these other coaches are a lot more of a risk, aren't they? I don't yeah. think I, I think his floor is going to be higher than a lot of other head coaches out oh, yeah, there right now. Definitely, yeah. He seems to be the one linked with all the jobs. He's already said no to the Cardinals. And yeah. I'm not sure if he said no to the Browns, but he's in the running for all these jobs. What do you make of the Broncos, Tampa Bay and Bengals jobs? They're all kind of in that group of, eh, they're not the most appealing, but they're not the least appealing. There's pieces there in all three places. Yeah, there's, they're tough, aren't they? Because I don't think any of them have got anything that really stands out as... No. Like really great, like the de- like the uh, Denver, the, uh, the Broncos. Sorry, they've got um, they've got some pieces there, but 
some of them are aging a bit. Some of them are, I don't know, not as good as they once were. And, mm. Yeah, and then you've got the quarterback problem again. And yes, I think all three have got quarterback issues. But maybe Tampa Bay is the one that you can say, maybe you can turn Winston around. Where I don't know if you're really looking at Case Keenum and <laughs> Andy Dalton and sort of, you're not sort of licking your lips at that, are you? It's, no, uh... you're looking towards drafting someone or getting someone in free agency. Definitely. Yeah. I think Tampa Bay think have got maybe... the upside of having Mike Evans. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I think if 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 you're, I had the choice between them three jobs, then maybe I'm going Tampa. I think because like I think in Denver you've got the John Elway sort of factor, which I'm not sure is that appealing, really. <laughs> no, no, you, you you're definitely second fiddle. Yeah, and yeah, then Cleveland's. Um, sorry, um, Cincinnati is a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because that team just needs blown up completely. I think, and yeah, it's yeah, I don't. It's, it looks like a tough job, doesn't it? And mm. I don't know, these teams, once they sort of lose that long-term head coach there, they seem to be a lot quicker to fire coaches second time around, don't they? Or when yes. they get another chance. So, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, uh, a couple of noticeable um, assistants. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's out in Atlanta. I think he was harshly judged. Obviously, they were coming off like an historic season and just... His offense was still working. Look at the yards that Julio's got the last two years. Almost 3,000 yards. That's There's still offense there. Yeah, it, it probably was a bit harsh. But I think anyone coming in after Shanahan, because he did such a good job there, mm. I think everyone, whoever come in after him was going to be sort of criticized because it was almost never going to live up to them heights, was there? Yeah, they? you could not match that. Yeah, he turned Matt Ryan into an MVP. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good going. <laughs> it's... Like Matt Ryan's decent enough, but I don't think he's that quarterback. And yeah, I think having that season almost sort of hurt Sarkeesian. Mm, yeah, definitely. They've they've interviewed uh, Daryl Bevel, former Seahawks offensive coordinator, which would make sense. Dan Quinn there as well. Get the band back together. Um, also, Gary Kubiak, who is really underrated, I think, as an OC. Yeah, it's he seems to be one that a few teams have sort of. If someone's going to go for one of these younger coaches, then maybe him as like. It's almost like an assistant yeah. head coach more than a coordinator, isn't it? They're sort of there, like being the older head. So it's a really sensible hire, though. If you you're a young yeah. head coach, get someone like that in there with all the experience. Yeah, especially if you're a more defensive-minded head coach. So, say Matt mm. Patricia last year, if yeah. he had got Kubiak in for the offense, not that Kuta was sort of thing as bad then, but yeah, no. that's also one that didn't work out. Jim Bob Kuta is out of Detroit. Uh, a mutual parting of ways. Apparently, it, there is something in click to that I think. Um, Patricia wanted to play a ground game and Cooter's all about through the air. It was never going to work out long term. Thoughts that Patricia's just going to hire a former Patriots kind of assistant or underling to come and be his, uh, his OC just so he can get the, the system that he wants in place. I think I think Patricia basically wants to be the Ravens right now, doesn't he? I think <laughs> yeah. that's sort of his idea of uh, football, sort of run the ball and uh, run the ball and play defense and. I mean, they sort of did it this season, but just injuries just held them back, didn't they? And mm. Kerryon Johnson looked like he might have been that running back they could have leaned on, but maybe we'll see next year that it does work out. But yeah, I just don't think it was a good fit, really, between Cooter no. and him. No, certainly not. And one general manager has been hired, Mike Mayock, is out of the, uh, yeah. the drafting uh, programmes and into Oakland to complete the dream team for John Gruden there. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah, really I mean, we've all seen Mayock over the years on the coverage, so I mean, it's maybe it'll work not out. Seeing him on draft day now. Yeah, it's. I, I guess um, Jeremiah will get a lot more <laughs> more uh, used there, but yeah, yeah. It's, I always think it's weird that more GMs don't get or more GMs don't get fired this sort of time of year. Yes, because they're the ones that have put some of these teams together and. Some of the coaches that have been fired haven't really had a lot to work with. It's not really been their fault on the whole, but I guess it's sort of the same way as the OCs always getting fired before the head coach goes, aren't they? It's just the uh, order they go in. But yeah, yeah one, one GM job seems not enough to me. No, if seven head coaches are fired, you'd think at least three or four uh, GMs are going to go with them. But yeah, it's weird, weird timing. And the hot names in the. Uh... From the uh, the assistants getting interviews, uh, Brian Flores, who's the Patriots defensive coordinator, he's he's had yeah. four interviews: Packers, Browns, Dolphins, and Broncos. Um, how do you think he'd do well? How's the defense been for the Patriots? I mean, it's hard to really say because I mean, some of these people they're be- they're always better head coaches and coordinators, aren't they? It's um, sometimes they just suit that role more. But yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced that he's going to be a really successful, really successful head coach. But you just don't know. Sometimes it works out better for them, doesn't it? Like, um, oh, what's his name? The Titans head coach. Uh, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, yeah. I don't think he was the greatest coordinator, but I think he's been a better head coach than he ever was a coordinator before. So yeah. I think sometimes they're just more suited to that role. So it could be that he is one of those people. But, yeah, I'm not 100% convinced by him. Uh, Bruce Arians has also been saying he'll take any job that um, he can get at this point. I think he's already missing coaching. And uh, Tampa Bay, he said he'd be interested in. Uh, Cleveland, who have also already said they don't want him, but he want, would want that job. Um, he's going to be after all those jobs as well. Well, if, if he wants the job, then I thought most of these teams would go with him because, I mean, I, imagine Aaron Rodgers running his offence. I think that'd be pretty fun to see. Yeah, Rodgers' numbers would be huge. Yeah, like... We've seen um, Arians with some of these quarterbacks over the years, and he's he, he likes to sort of get them throwing, throwing the ball deep, and he makes yeah, sense for the definitely. Yeah, uh, him and Winston. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that working out. To be honest, I think mean, that could be a good a good fit there if he wants that job. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all the names that I'm looking at on NFL.com is nice to actually not see any Seahawks um, coordinators uh, <laughs> of any kind not being. Uh, interviewed for any jobs it makes a change um, yeah Chris Rashad the former Seahawks defensive coordinator he's the DB's coach for the Cowboys he's been linked with the Jets Dolphins and Bucks jobs um, there was thought that he would be next in line to take over from uh, Pete Carroll before he was actually let go last season so interesting he's had, he's had a good season with the, 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 the Cowboys their defence has been quite good yeah I can, I can definitely see why um, teams would be after him it's the, the thing is with the assistants it's hard because like just a, like just watching, you don't tend to get to know them that well, do you? It's no. not like head coaches, so it's hard to really say because some of them it might just be that their personalities don't fit or something. Because um, like Todd Munkin, is it Munkin? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the Bucks. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people say he's just not going to work out as a head coach, but I mean, as a coordinator, he's been he was brilliant for the Bucks, wasn't he? And yeah. Yeah. It, sometimes it just doesn't fit, but then others that they're just born to be head coaches almost. But yeah, definitely. But, like, like Hugh Jackson, I think he's a really good coordinator, but he's just a terrible head coach. And <laughs> I mean, that that can be the case for some people, can't it? So, a lot of these people, there's a lot of risk involved with them. And 
Well, it's like, um, who's the Chiefs coordinator everyone's after? Oh, the, he's, uh, he's, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, he's only had one year as a coordinator, and he's not even calling the plays. So <laughs> it, it's sort of it's hard to really sort of it's a big jump, isn't it, to take your take, uh, to sort of put your franchise in his hands? Yeah, it's but... really hard to judge what how good he's going to be if he's not calling the plays. Then yeah, they've been a big offense, but what kind of what yeah. has he been doing? Just setting up yeah, the plays. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's hard because yeah, it's sort of a big leap of faith with some of these people. It's going to be, isn't it? But. I mean, I think on the whole, people have seen what someone like McVeigh's done, and yeah. it's hard not to follow that sort of role, um, that sort of model, isn't it? And trying to go for someone like him, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's one final name, Josh McDaniels. Um, he's only only been linked to the Packers' jobs. A Packers job. Has he been hurt by what happened with him last year, or was he? Well, he's got to have been, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I that mean... was a bad look for him, wasn't it? Yeah. If... I don't understand why teams would bother with him after that because he no. wasn't very professional and I was glad to hold on to him. But mm. if if I'm a GM or an owner, I'm not going to be backing him because we're well, just showing he's unreliable, isn't he? And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it worked out for the Colts, didn't it? But yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, like he's been linked with a package job, but I can only assume that. He said he would leave for that, but I don't know why he didn't leave last year. In the end, that's I think mean, that's the big thing. What working out why he ended up staying at the Patriots last year? Because there's almost got to be more to it than just he had a change of heart, isn't it? Really, it's uh, there's got to be something else to happen there. But yeah, it has yeah. to be that he's been promised that job from when Belichick steps down. But that's what it seems like, doesn't when it? It's going to be. Who knows? Yeah, it's yeah. It seems weird to me. I don't really see him becoming head coach of any team other than the Patriots anytime soon. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, we, we asked you for some questions and you sent some in. We've only got a few, but we'll get to them now. This is from uh, Cheap Heat, uh, Dave's friend, uh, AFC CB 1079. Um, in amongst the trolling messages, he did deliver us a couple of questions. Um, can the Bears hold on to Vic Fangio? He's a large reason why this defence is so elite. He's a he's a hot name being linked around. Yeah. So he's had, I think he's uh, had a couple of interviews, hasn't he? Or teams are after him uh, for yeah, interviews. Broncos and Dolphins. He's had interviews lined up for so far. I mean, I don't know how you can look at the Bears and not fancy hiring him. Really, it's yeah. uh, the two uh, two coordinators there. He is the one that's going to get the, the the love, surely. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they can hold on to him, but I mean, eventually he's got to get a head coaching job, you'd think. But yeah, he's such a good coordinator, so. Maybe they can this year, but I don't know. I yeah. think in time he's he's gonna be he's gonna be gone from there. And I mean, it's a good thing, really. I know it's, uh, teams don't want to lose great coordinators, but it's a good thing if your coordinators are being linked with these jobs because it means your team's probably doing quite well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, what what do we expect to see from Patrick Mahomes next season? So a continuation of fifty touchdowns and five thousand yards, or slight regression, or large regression? I mean. The favourite's got to be a slight regression, really, hasn't it? It's, yeah. It, not many players keep this sort of level up consecutive years. Uh, so, I mean, it'd almost be weird if he didn't have a regression just because this hasn't been so good. But mm. I don't know if that means he's going to be bad or anything. But, yeah, it's hard to believe he's going to have another season like this one. Yeah, I think a slight regression is probably the favourite. It depends kind of what yeah. they do in the off-season, who they add and yeah. who they lose and stuff. Yeah, like the offence can change, can't it? From year to year, so it mm. might be... They run the ball a bit more in a year's time or whatever it might be, but yeah. yeah. Um, question from Hassan, who's uh, at HMTray112. Where do you guys stand on the Mayak appointment? Is there potential to be a success or uh, 
has Mike Davis just picked up another TV man? Uh, a bit of both, probably. <laughs> um, I don't think he's there to do any sort of other general manager jobs other than scouting. I yeah, think Gruden's he, running that job. It's a glorified head of scouting, I think, isn't he, more yeah. than anything? It's... <sighs> I mean, I think it's a bit of both. It's very Raiders, isn't it? Very sort of flashy, flashy <laughs> move is, to get some yeah. headlines. But, I mean, maybe it could work out. There's no reason why it can't work out, can it? But, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it can work out. But, yeah, I, I think, think it can be a disaster as well at the same time. Yeah, the the Raiders and the Jets are the two teams for me that this off-season are going to go all out to get Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and... That kind of thing just smacks as a Raiders move, doesn't it? To get those two, get the big flashy name from the TV, get yeah. the big star players. And what can go wrong getting Brown and Bell? They've proven to be great guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> great, great for the, great for the, uh, great for the team, great teammates. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he also asks, should uh, Jacksonville cut their losses on Leonard Fournette, um, given that they have to make a call on TJ Eldon uh, this off season? I think they're getting pretty close to cutting their losses on him because he. I mean, was he that good last season, really? And this season, he's been a disaster. For me, one of the big problems is that so even if he's playing well, so often he just misses the odd week here or yeah. a couple of weeks there, and you can't really rely on him. And I think they could probably still get back quite a good pick for him from a team somewhere. I think somebody would take a chance on him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially now that contract, um, now the guarantees have been voided after his suspension. I mean, it makes it a lot easier to trade him because I think yeah, you could definitely. get out of it pretty easily. So, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't. I don't think it'd be a big shock if he's not on that, on, not on the Jacksonville uh, roster at the start of the next season. No, I think they'll bring Yeldon back easily enough, and he's shown yeah. he's good enough to do the job. Really, he's not a flashy running back, but he's solid. Yeah, they traded for Hyde as well. He's another yep. good, solid running back. So, I mean, going Hyde and Yeldon probably isn't the worst it. idea. No. And he's. I think he's due to be paid like seven or eight million next year for net. So, I mean, that's money you can spend. Quite a lot of money. Much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if they have to pay Bortles still or keep him because of their contract. Then, I mean, for net somewhere they could definitely save some money. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did ask on Twitter also that um, kind of uh, what what team are you a fan of and how's your season been? Um, Joe got in touch with us at JCO one eight seven. He's a Raiders fan. Um, much like us, he knew the season was a wash as soon as uh, Khalil Mack was dealt. He's excited for the draft, though, especially with Mayock on board, hoping that Quinton Williams will be there at four, but he'd love Josh Allen if he isn't. I oh, he's going to get really... Go on, sorry. I really want the the, pack, uh, the Patriots or the Jets or the um, the Dolphins to get Josh Allen, just so Josh Allen can sack Josh Allen next season. and That would be <laughs> exceptional. football inception. That's what I say, isn't it? Really confusing in a draft, isn't it? Like... <laughs> it is. I saw that Cause... now and I thought, I can't, that can't be right. He was drafted last year. It's a, I, I saw it was about six, seven years ago. There was about 18 different wide receivers called Mike Williams. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I don't know what's going on here. So From the Cardinals, they had Jarrell and John Brown as well. Yeah. So, and uh, haven't, haven't the Giants got two Shepherds this year as they well? Have, yeah. It's, it's spelled exactly the same way as well. Yeah, it should be a ban on it, having both the same <laughs> name. Yeah. yeah, we knew the, the Raiders season was going to be a wash, especially as soon as Khalil Mack was dealt and... Cooper went as well and they've loaded up for this draft they're, they're looking to get some talent on board and bringing Mayock on is not a, it's not a bad move No I, I think when you've got someone like Gruden mm. having a GM like Mayock who's not necessarily going to be the most involved I don't think like you said before 
I mean, it's probably not the worst fit for someone like him. No. Like, the sort of GM that Gruden's going to want, isn't it? So, yeah, it could work out there. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the questions. Thank you very much. Um, obviously, everyone's still full of turkey and New Year's cheer to get in touch with us, but we'll <laughs> we'll keep putting questions, uh, tweets out for, for questions, so keep an eye on our social medias from there. Let's move on to our game previews. It's playoff time, Dave. Yeah. Oh. I mean, can't believe it's here already. I feel like we've been saying this for weeks, but it's almost over. There's what, what like 15 games or something left? Something like that. It's, uh, yeah, that's depressing. Yeah, there's not a lot of football. Yeah, Dave, who's been on the podcast previously, tw- uh, texted me today saying there's no waiver wire pickups today or lineups are set. I'm really like, <laughs> life is over. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yes. It's um, weird, isn't it, when fantasy's gone? Yes, it is a massive part of your life. You think, oh, God, okay. Yeah. The app's just staring at me now, but <laughs> we'll move on. Well, the first game to kick off Wildcard Weekend is Colts at Texans, and all AFC South Clash. I like this match. This is going to be a fun one. This is Saturday evening for us in the UK, or Saturday, kind of 9pm. Yeah. This is fun. It feels it, doesn't it? This should... Uh... I feel like people are almost writing the Texans off, and... yeah. I haven't really been their biggest fan this year, but I mean they've still won twelve games, games eleven games, yeah. yeah. This, and they, they've got a lot of good players there. They've, uh, I mean, I will be picking the Colts to win it, but I don't think it. I think some people have almost sort of put the Colts into uh, the next round, and I think it's a bit silly, really. Mm, Hopkins has made his case to be the best receiver in the league this season, and. He uh, he has not dropped a ball all year. I saw a stat that he's got 114 catches with no drops. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? And it's incredible. So we're not doing awards this week, but um, I imagine when we do, that Hopkins will be right up there oh, in definitely. the Offensive Player of the Year sort of uh, picks. So yeah, yeah. I think you've got players like him, Watt, Clowney, all these all these good players. Mm. So the only the big problem is that they just lost a couple of offensive players, haven't they? And so they're, they're lacking a second receiver now, aren't they? And yeah, the, the Demarius Thomas has gone down, and Will Fuller's still out, and Lamar Miller's been banged up as well. So yeah, it's, it's all been Watson to Hopkins, but it's worked. But yeah, and I think they got the defense there that can sort of make that good enough. But mm. yeah, I think this is going to be a tight game and could go either way. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Texans on this one. I think we're split here. I do like the Colts and I like what they've done this year, and they put the, tech, uh, the Titans to bed pretty easily um, on Sunday night football. I, I think that because it, it's in Houston, and how good Hopkins is, I think yeah, I, I prefer the Watson to Hopkins more than the Luck to Hilton. I think, and it's going to be who can make a big defensive stop. And I think the Texans have probably just got too much on defense. Yeah. I, I... Yeah, I could definitely see it playing out that way. You can definitely go either way this game, though. Yeah, uh, it's, I think it's such a hard one to call. But I think, I think pretty much all the games are a bit like that this week. It's, yeah, wildcard uh, weekend can go anywhere. Yeah, I think I think you can make a case at all eight teams. I think that's very much in this game as well. Like, if you ask me which player of the whole like two rosters I I, I trust the most, and it is Andrew Luck, yeah. but. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, he's we've seen him have his down games this year, haven't we? And mm. Maybe this is one. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'll pick the Colts, but I've got no confidence in that pick. <laughs> All right, moving on to the late game on Saturday, which is annoying because I'm at work, but I'll have to listen to the radio. It's the Seahawks travelling to the Cowboys. I'm obviously picking the Seahawks in this one. Both teams finished 10-6. Um, what are your thoughts on this? 
it's another one. I've got no idea how to call this. So if 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 we had to be betting this week, I would not know which way to go. And no, yeah, I think both teams sort of come into it as two of the hotter teams, don't they? Weirdly, it's yeah, we struggled yeah, against the Cardinals in week seventeen, but we always struggled against the Cardinals. Um, yeah, and I think that was one of them games. Like the playoffs were already wrapped up, weren't they? I don't think it was much of a yeah. I don't think it was a big deal really. I sort of just I'm happy to forget about that game really. Yeah, and so I, I don't think. I don't think it's overly significant, is it? But um... Cowboys are two-point favourites going into this. I should say the, uh, the Texans are one-and-a-half-point favourites there. So, so even, all these games. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they, uh, they all feel that way. I, don't, I, I really... If, if um, Elliot can get going, then mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys are probably the favourites. But it's a big if. And if the Seahawks can shut him down, then... I mean, I feel, you feel like Wilson can do a lot, and mm. yeah, I saw that. Like, was it him and Lockett are the uh, like most reliable? Yeah, the highest combination. From, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lockett had two catches against Cardinals, and they went for like seventy yards. Yeah, he's and, like Doug Baldwin's getting healthier, isn't he? And yeah, and Chris Carson. Yeah, there's... Chris Carson finished the season with six one hundred yard games, the same as Todd Gurley. Only Zeke and Saquon finished with more one hundred yard games. Yeah, he's he's been really good, Carlton. I think he's sort of been need to be in, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he's been one of the finds of the season, hasn't he? Really, or mm. well, he's been there, hasn't he? But it's uh, yeah, he yeah sort of breakout stars. Yeah, he's he's almost a bit underrated. I think he goes gone a bit under the radar just how good his season's been this year. Yeah, I think nine touchdowns and close to twelve hundred yards. I mean, we came off the back of Eddie Lacy last year, so that's a, a yeah. huge uh, well, bump up. Well, coming into the season, he wasn't even necessarily the number one was he you've no you had a first round pick <laughs> a first round running, back. running backs on the roster that are yeah, every game it's a it's a tricky situation to run with but he's he's made that position his own and penny's got penny got four carries last week and i think it's helped wilson out as well i think it's sort yeah. of taken a bit of the pressure off of him and it's sort of i think helped the line to play a bit better having like yeah. where teams are just playing the pass or but there's no real threat of running back. It makes it so hard for them to do anything else, doesn't it? But Yeah, Wilson's had a, a career year, 38 touchdowns and uh, six interceptions, which has kind of gone yeah. under the radar in the MVP votes, but that's, that's a pretty good season. Yeah, he's had a good year. It's uh, Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know which way to call this. I'll probably... <laughs> I'll, I'll go to the Seahawks, so I'll just go with you. <laughs> Thanks, I'll back, back you. Yeah. <laughs> On to Sunday then, 6.05 in the UK, the Ravens at the Chargers. Um the Ravens are three-point favourites in this. And I think rightly so. We saw this match up lot two, three weeks ago and the Ravens just ran all over the Chargers. These are two teams I feel really weirdly about because I think, I think a lot of people have sort of got both down as sort of like the real danger teams. But hmm. I think both teams have got some quite big flaws. And yes. Like the Ravens, like, it's been that way for a few weeks now. If you can shut down the run, you can stop them. And no one's been able to. But... I mean, somewhere along the line, is someone is going to stop them, <laughs> or at least slow them right down. And I mean, you limit them to 150 yards rushing, you've basically stopped their offense, haven't you? It's, yeah. <sighs> yeah. This 298 is... rushing yards last week. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> most most of that coming like the first half, or for these first three quarters, it was. Yeah, the the the, the um, final quarter was when the Browns were coming back, wasn't it? And they yeah. couldn't really They've get got going. A three-pronged but... rushing attack with their quarterback, and then Gus Edwards and. Uh... Uh, Javoris Allen that 
the, all, all different types of runners as well. It's, it must be so baffling for a defensive coordinator to kind of game plan for that. Yeah. But you, I feel like going up against the best teams in the league, I think somebody will find a way to just beat them or just outscore them. I'm not, I'm not sure they'll necessarily yeah. be able to keep up. If someone does score a few points in that, like the defence is great as well, don't get me wrong, but I think somebody will manage to find a way to put up a few points and the Ravens just won't be able to keep up. And Yeah, they have given up a few uh, three, 400-yard games previously on defence, so there, there is that threat. That the Chargers are definitely possible, uh, capable of going off as well. Oh, definitely. I, I think for the Chargers, though, I think their biggest players have all got a few question marks over them. I think like Rivers is always liable to throw a big turnover somewhere, isn't he, and throw an interception. And I think uh, Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen, I think, are both carrying an injury or or mm. two sort of between them. And yeah, I don't. I don't think I trust either of these teams. I don't think I'd be backing either of them to go all the way to Super Bowl. <laughs> No, I Where, think I feel like a lot of people have already done that. I think people have put them in there, and I don't really trust either of them. No, of the two, I'd go Ravens. I think I'm going Ravens this week. Yeah, I think their style of play is just probably more. You know what you're getting, and yeah, it's just whether the Chargers can do enough to stop that. And I don't think they can. No. Yeah, I think weirdly this should this probably shouldn't be, but I feel like this is the one I've had found easiest to pick so far because. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't trust the Chargers. No. That's their own fault, though. They've, give, they've given us several yeah. seasons of just being the Chargers and bottling it in the last minute. That Yeah, the Ravens kind of are the, the, the favourite here. Yeah, and it's weird to say that about a team that, I mean, wasn't far away from being the number one seed, weren't they? It's, no, uh, 12-4. Best record but, in the world, God. Yeah, I just don't trust them. But So, yeah, I think, I think the Ravens get them here. I think the Ravens knock them off. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you on that one. And then finally, uh, Sunday night, uh, the Eagles travel to Chicago in what is likely to be a really, really fun game as well. Um, does the Foles magic continue? Because he's just missed a January, isn't he? He's missed the playoffs at the minute. Yeah, it's one of the things, you, there's no real explanation for it, is there? But no. he's Because he, he when he was starting at the start of the season, he was dreadful. He looked absolute garbage, didn't he? Yeah, it's, and then just comes back and then he puts his games together. He's been he's been amazing. <laughs> he's got that offense going again. So he's got everyone's working. Yeah, it's hard to explain, but they've got a really tough problem what now, Philly. That what do they do at quarterback? Because Wentz keeps getting injured, and Foles is like some sort of magician in the playoffs. How how do you work this? Well, they're quite a vocal sort of fan base, aren't they? And yeah. I think. They're very much behind Foles. Not that, not that I think they dislike Wentz, but I think Foles is like their hero, isn't he? I've and... definitely seen talk this week, though, oh, what, what could we get if we traded Wentz? Which you'd get a lot, because he's a yeah. very, very good quarterback. But yeah, it, and... it's mad, mad to think that you could, you could trade away Carson Wentz just to keep Nick Foles as your number one. Well, especially when you look at what he did over the first half of the season, or six games, or however long it was. Yeah. They rushed Wentz back because Foles was so bad. <laughs> and then... And then it comes to this, where it looks like he could be sort of the hero. So, yeah, I've got no idea what... <laughs> what I found weird, though, from the Bears' point of view, if I was them, I would have been doing everything I can to have lost that game last week so I could play the Vikings again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd much rather play that Vikings team than this Eagles team that's coming in. I mean, are they the form team in the league? I don't know. They're not far off it, are they, if they aren't number no, one? They've got Zach Ertz, they've got Jeffrey, who comes alive in the playoffs as well. Um 
the running back Adams, I think he's the, kind of the lead back yeah. now. He's he's done really well in his uh, short period of time as as, as the starter. So, I, mean, I, I think a... the Bears, I think the Bears have got too much for them. Yes, on defense, I but the Bears, I think, I think the Eagles are a dangerous team, and yeah. I don't think we can, I don't think you can just write them off or anything. I, I think, I think, yeah, I think the Bears are a better team, but. Yeah, it's not an easy one to call this at all. No, not at all. I'm going to have to go Bears. That defence, if any defence is going to stop the McFarland Magic, then it's got to be Khalil Mack and friends. Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Trubisky, I think he can just do enough and be safe enough to yeah. sort of get it done. And He's not going to lose you again. Get... That's all you want when you've got a defence that good. Yeah, and I think sort of Jordan Howard and Cohen can do enough between them as well. Mm. Yeah, I think I've got to pick the Bears, especially at home as well. What's this? Their first, it's their first playoff game in a while, isn't it now, I think? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think I've got to pick the Bears, but, yeah, the Eagles are definitely a danger. Mm. Yeah. We saw it last year, didn't we? Didn't we? It's a similar situation, really. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, going, to be, it's going to be such a fun weekend. I love Wildcard Weekend. I think it's maybe my favourite weekend of the season because, Every game, pretty much every season, can go either way. One note on the Seahawks-Cowboys game, if you are going to watch it um, in the UK, and watch it on the Sky, I'd uh, maybe just put it on mute because it's on Fox, which means it's Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on commentary. And that's likely to be as biased as possible. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not Aikman, surely not. So yeah, stick that on mute and get Steve Rabel on the Seahawks commentary um, if you want to. Uh, <laughs> probably a more biased view, but still more fun. Uh, that's it, though. That's Wildcard Weekend previewed. Next weekend, no. it's divisional playoffs time. Yeah, when the real teams come to when play, the big boys come to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. I love playoff football. It, it makes me sad on one hand because the season's almost finished, but it's like the rest of the season wasn't really kind of necessary because we know who the good teams are. The good teams are here right now. The rest of the teams can kind of just watch from afar. I think the, I think this year, on the whole, every team that you'd want to get in has pretty much got in. Yeah. Where we haven't got that Bills or Dolphins or whoever it might be that you you know is just going to lose on wildcard weekend or. Yeah. I think every team can beat every other team in. There's, there's a route, isn't there, where I'm not sure you could say that for most of the last few years. That sort of there's no almost just uh, guaranteed to lose in the first round every year. No, <laughs> the last few years have almost been going through the motions just to get the one seed versus the one seed, doesn't it? It's felt, felt <laughs> yeah. like I know the Eagles last year weren't, but sort of before that, it's sort of all been quite as you would expect. And yeah, I think this year is one of the most open years I can ever remember. Yeah, I think I heard just that no wild card team has made it to the. Super Bowl since 2012 when the Ravens won it so that's on this year I think oh definitely all four teams are capable aren't they mm. all all four teams well it shows because they're all they're all the road teams obviously because they're wildcard teams and these games are still sort of two three point games so yeah they're all yeah, so this... close I mean the line on the Bears Eagles is only six points uh, in the Bears favour so it's not even a touchdown so yeah so close in all of them yeah it's got the potential to be one of the best playoff sort of runs ever isn't it all all these sort of these four weeks of uh, games yeah definitely we will be back next week to I think we might have to review some games this week Dave yeah I mean have to just to fill it out now 
<laughs> dwindling number of games. There's less games to talk about, so we're going to have to review some games um, yeah, and preview oh, um, the, the championship, well, the divisional weekend. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. So you can find us on social media. Where, Dave? Um, so on Twitter, we're at first and ten underscore, and uh, on Facebook, we're just at first and ten or just first and ten. Sorry, you know what I meant. Yeah, go to those places, find us, follow us, like us, share us, retweet us, all of that sort of stuff. Um, where can you find you on Twitter, Dave? Um, I'm at DJG23. If you do follow Dave, you've had a, a fun Christmas of following his Arsenal tweets. Who are uh, a very up and God. down team. God, we're rubbish, aren't we? <laughs> <sighs> At least put Fulham in their place. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, we were rubbish in that. We won 4-1. I, 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 can't, I can't start talking about it. <laughs> we need a whole no one wants to hear that. For that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Bell 94 I tweet mainly about Seahawks and Leeds. Uh, both of them have been giving me heart attacks in the last couple of seasons. So, um, it's, it's all fun and games. But yes, make sure you follow us on those. Retweet all of our stuff that comes up. We will have um, uh, a competition that Dave's going to tell you about uh, in a bit. Oh yeah, so don't turn off the podcast now. So don't turn it over. just yet. Um, yeah. A little uh, extra bit after this. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you get us on iTunes, if you're Spotify, uh, anywhere that you can find podcasts, we're pretty much on there now, apart from Google, who I, I can't figure out how to get us on Google. So sorry, people who use Google, um, but you can find us elsewhere. Um, just yeah, leave yeah. us a, a rate and review or a like or a follow or subscribe or any of that sort of stuff. It all helps. Tell your friends about us. Anything. Exactly. Tell people about yeah. podcasts. Make that your New Year's resolution. Show people yeah. how to download podcasts. Everyone's got a smartphone. Everyone's got the apps on there as well to get them. But yes. So, Dave, uh, until next week, until Divisional Weekend, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from you. See you later. Good luck on Saturday. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. So, hello, and, uh, well, welcome back, I guess. Um, so, Ross has gone now, so it's just me. Um, what I am doing is we are going to launch a new competition um, running between now and the Super Bowl. So, get ready to be excited. We have five different bobble hats to give away um, from the team of your choice. So, each one is going to be one for a different thing. So, first of all, we're going to put a post up on Facebook. Anyone that shares that post gets entered into one draw. Right, so that's number one. And then on that post, anyone that tags one of their friends gets entered in as well. Um, so that'll be a separate draw. So one for sharing, one for tagging a friend. Then we're going to do on Twitter, anyone that retweets a tweet that we'll tweet out along with this podcast, uh, anyone that retweets that will get entered in another separate draw. So that's three of them. Then the next one, um, anyone that gives an iTunes review between now and the Super Bowl will get entered into the draw. Um, actually I'll include anyone that's done one before because I don't mean you can do one again so anyone that's done one before, they're in already anyone that does one now, you're in and then we're going to do a draw for everyone who likes likes us on Facebook or follows us on Twitter, we'll put everyone in a draw there and um, yeah, anyone can win so you've got five chances to win so none of them should take too long to do um, so the longest one's probably an iTunes review and doesn't even need to be long. Just send anything. Hopefully, we're along with a five-star review. That'd be nice. But even if you want to give us a two-star review, I mean, hopefully you don't. But 
you know, if you want to, that's fine. So, yeah, get doing them. So, we'll put a post out uh, along alongside this um, episode, the podcast, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, share and retweet them to get entered into your own separate draw. Tag a friend on the Facebook post. Um, give us an iTunes review. And then, well, hopefully you already like the uh, Facebook and Twitter accounts. Um, and then, yeah, you've got five chances. Who knows? You might win all five. But, uh, yeah, so we'll draw them on the uh, podcast after the Super Bowl. So, yeah, good luck. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll get lots of entries. Um, we're not that far away from a 1,000 on both the things. So if we get to a 1,000, I'll give away an extra uh, couple of bubble hats on the draw for everyone who likes us. So it, that's on either one. So, yeah, hopefully help us get to a 1,000 before then and we'll give out some extra ones. But, yeah, so, well, that's it for this week. So we'll see you next week. And, uh, yeah, good luck to anyone playing in the wildcard weekend. And hopefully it's a great, great weekend. <laughs>